Welcome everybody to Black Coffee and Theology. Hello everyone, welcome back to Black Coffee and Theology. And I am so happy that you're here with me. And on today's episode, I will be talking about and digging into Luke chapter 16, specifically uh, the section going over the rich man and Lazarus and the parable that Jesus uh, sketches out for us there. And honestly, this passage has been on my heart for some weeks and even some months. honestly in my prayer times and as I've been before the Lord and as I have thought about this dynamic that exists between the rich man and Lazarus uh, the chasm that uh, exists between these two characters both in life and in death I have endeavored to seek out both in study and in prayer, you know, what the Lord would have for me personally. And then I knew eventually that it's something that I wanted to bring to the pod, not as an expert, but something that I thought could be of benefit for us to think about. And so hopefully this will be a blessing to you. And I'm interested to note as you said with the text, what is hitting and resonating for you, right? So yeah, speak back to me, uh, share your thoughts with me. Uh, I'm interested to know what you think, right? And so later in the pod, I will be reading uh, a piece that I wrote uh, entitled Solidarity. It's a poem that I wrote. So sit back, relax, and welcome back to Black Coffee and Theology. All right, everybody, let's get into it. So for context, um, it's interesting that uh, this section of Scripture appears right after Jesus and Luke tells us about uh, the parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost sons, otherwise known to many as the prodigal son uh, story or the prodigal son parable. And I don't take credit for uh, calling uh, the parable of the prodigal son the parable of the lost sons. Uh, I read that recently in um, a book by Randy Woodley that is phenomenal. And I will have a whole uh, podcast on that book um, later in the season. Um, It's on Shalom and uh, Community Creation, I believe is the title of the book, but um, it's uh, beautiful. But anyways, so yes, so uh, Jesus tells us this kind of arc of parables um, of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost sons. And then he tells us the parable of the shrewd manager, right? Um, and 
I think that that is interesting that uh, after Jesus tells us those uh, different stories, Luke uh, comes to telling us this parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And I think for me, it seems clear that this is a parable because there are different elements within this uh, story that uh, makes it quote unquote clear uh, that this isn't to be taken literally at every point within uh, the storytelling. Um, and I will leave that to you <laughs> to use your thinking cap <laughs> to find out all the ways, but I'll try and point out some of the ways um, as we go throughout our time together. But I will also say uh, at the beginning of our time together that uh, it's interesting that many Bibles will title this section of Scripture, The Rich Man and Lazarus. Um, and I find that funny that they title it The Rich Man and Lazarus when um, we don't like how did you come to name it that <laughs> um, like um, Lazarus is the only one that's named and why didn't you say Lazarus and the rich man or how did uh, like what it's interesting though how you uh, um, how you denote who is uh, important and whose name comes first but I digress um, so let me read um, this parable to us. So uh, it, starting in verse 19, it says, There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham. Have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. 
So uh, the the main players that we have here in this parable, um, uh, we have we find the beggar who is named uh, Lazarus. We find out pretty early that the beggar is named Lazarus. We have the rich man who we never find out his name, <laughs> which I think is pretty interesting. Um, and then of note is Father Abraham is is named here. Um, and we have this theme of torment and relief. And then we have this chasm, right? Um, and many teachings that I have heard, many, uh, most seem to focus on the end portion of the parable, using it in a weird missiological way. And I want to illuminate, um, for the sake of our time together, uh, the chasm between the rich man and Lazarus. That chasm started before death. It was so vast that it dehumanized Lazarus and his suffering. As it was in life, so it was in death. That chasm, right? That chasm became a physical barrier, right? And I don't believe the ultimate point of this parable is to get locked up on where is Abraham's bosom or where is Hades, but to ask ourselves, where do we devalue and dehumanize to the point of chasm making, right? So my point there is many <laughs> use this parable for all sorts of things, right? They get locked up on... Uh, you know, heaven versus hell versus eternal torment versus all these different things. And I think the point of a par parable is, and this being a parable makes it, uh, takes it out of the realm of trying to lock down every point and, and uh, <laughs> uh, try to suck all of the, 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 the nuance and the layers out of it and kind of back up for a second and realize uh, from a bird's eye view what's going on here. Um, one, I think what's interesting is if you're locked into the heaven and hell uh, binary thinking, I think you miss a lot here. Um, that chasm that existed between the rich man and Lazarus was so heavy, right? And I, I don't you know, one way that you know this is a parable is because um, Father Abraham obviously is is gone, right? And uh, um, and I don't think the point of the parable is finding out where is Abraham's bosom in relation to Hades, um, <laughs> um, right? And I think, um, personally, I mean, I've, I've read tons of literature related to this passage, and there's all kinds of cool things hidden um, in this passage. But just taking a step back, that chasm between the rich man and Lazarus uh, existed in life and in death. And that's something that I'm highlighting Um and so now it became this physical thing in death, but that, but that was already going. And, 
the rich man had an opportunity to close that uh, gap. What's in my cup? What's in my cup? Now's the time of the podcast where I share with you what's in my cup. So what's in my cup for today? Well, we have a bit of tea. And it's one of my favorite teas. We have a little Taylor's of Harrogate Yorkshire Gold. And one thing about me, I love a good black tea. And so Yorkshire Gold, I love it. And so I got two bags of this in um, in my tea, in my ba- <laughs> two bags of this in my cup. Um, not two bags of this in my tea. So that's what I'm drinking. And of course, I got a little bit of raw sugar and some half and half. And that's how I drink my tea. And that's what's in my cup. So we come to the point of the notion of solidarity here. The weaving together of one another to the point that we look out for one another, where we are committed to one another's highest good. What would that have looked like in Lazarus and the rich man's life? And again, the rich man could have closed that chasm in life and then what would that have meant in death right and so uh that's something that i want to leave us on is that solidarity in life very well could have meant a different outcome in death um yeah so i leave us on that that notion i am very um haunted in a way, by this story, I am very challenged in a way that I want to create a generative um, society. I want to create generative um, relationships where I am looking out for others' highest good, where there are no Lazaruses around me that I am ignoring, right? And, um, this uh, parable calls me to attention. It, I don't feel haughty when I look at the rich man. I feel humbled. Um, and I don't think, glad I'm not the rich man. I think, whew, <laughs> I, um, I feel humbled and I want better for myself, right? And so, That is what I'll leave you on. Solidarity by Robert Monson. Do not speak for me, solidarity. Do not speak for me. Do not speak over me, solidarity. Do not speak over me. Though my voice gets weak at times and surely it gets tired It is enough.
Black Coffee and Theology Pod is a production of Three Black Men, the podcast about theology, culture, and the world around us. Follow us on Twitter at Three Black Men. If you like the content that you are receiving here and want to receive more, whether that is in longer conversations, essays, devotions, and videos from either myself, Sam, or Trey, please sign up for for our Patreon at patreon.com slash three black men. Don't forget to like, rate, and review Black Coffee and Theology Pod as well as Three Black Men.